If only they knew the hub for young business minds. Welcome back to another episode of the If Only They Knew podcast. Today, I'm joined by Connor Cotton. Now, Connor is someone who's been involved in youth marketing, helping young people in some way for many years now. Um, But not to sort of give the wrong impression of Connor, I'll let him, if you don't mind, Connor, uh, describe a bit more about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah, no, definitely. And thank you for the introduction and having me on. So um, my role's evolved and changed um, since starting my my career properly, shall we say. And I'm sure we'll go into what happened before that after. Um, So I started a company called Not Going to Uni, which I'm sure a lot of your users may know, um, which is an online job board for generally the 16 to 18 audience looking at apprenticeships. Um, so I started there very much as just your bog standard kind of telephone sales exec. Admittedly, when I went in there, I had no idea what a sales exec was. Um, <laughs> and the, the, fault, the fault of picking up a phone and chatting to strangers was I was a confident individual, but I was a bit like, hmm, how is this going to sit? Um, and and as, that, as that evolved, I ended up taking on more responsibility and actually growing a knowledge of youth marketing. So how do you attract young people, Gen Z, millennials in, in, the, right, in the right formats? Um, how do you grab their attention? Because actually, let's face it, job description content and job content is quite dull um, and you're competing with global brands such as you know everyone from like pretty little thing and boohoo through to amazon for the same attention um not just for job roles but for buying products and for events and things like that so really evolved my knowledge um and and now i work for a company called spring pod still very much in the same space but um on a bigger mission than just a job board um to actually bridge the gap between education and employment so uh we work with um schools colleges and students directly across the country through our mobile app and web app to um educate them on careers and then push them towards the right kind of employers and hopefully get themselves good grad roles or apprenticeship roles um and and that's again taken a whole new kettle of fish in terms of what i do now um, a lot more on the b2b side of marketing um and the b2b sales side um, and a lot more employer strategy as well so you've clearly got a lot of knowledge about what uh, brands should be doing to attract young people and vice versa. So I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, for, for now, let's sort of talk about the current situation. Literally, are you working from home because of the coronavirus? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so working <laughs> how are you from, finding it? Working from home. How I'm finding it. It's um, funny enough, we were kind of loosely saying this earlier. It's... Um, it's interesting because I, I when I, I moved house just before I started SpringPod and I set up like a home office space. Um, admittedly, um, almost all the gear, no idea. I never really utilised it a lot because I was always out of meetings, always in the office, um, tri- commuting to and from London. You never really, I never really saw the full potential. Now in a week, I've probably maximised the potential of it. So that's great. Um, and actually we've streamlined a lot of processes as a business and maximized the potential of a lot of processes um, and put them digitally. So as much as don't get me wrong, what's going on is awful. And, you know, my heart goes out to anyone affected by this and, you know, God forbid that anything happens and and hopefully we'll come out of this and, and be much stronger. But 
as a business, actually, this has put us in a really good place. Um, and we are seeing work productivity improve and a lot of other things. Um, and actually, I, I think that's probably going to be the same across a lot of businesses. I think working from home, flexible working is going to go through the roof. Um, and a lot of people are actually going to have such well, well-suited, streamlined processes that... Um, you know, I think the, the days of all having to commute into the office and face-to-face working will completely change. I, I agree with you there. I think, especially with the working from home, I, I feel like this this virus, uh, but more importantly, this whole situation that we've been forced into, like you said, will force us to streamline. And I feel like once we come out of the other side, I do feel like we're going to see a lot of changes, uh, both in like the working world and just in the world we live in in general. Like, I feel like a lot of businesses will start to look at their current processes and the way they operate and be like, hold on, do we really need to be doing this? Do we really need physical stores? Do we really need a physical office for people to come in, especially where it's such a small team? Are, are you a small team at where you work now? Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're, we're, all, we're still in that startup scale up stage. So um, yeah. we've only been going for a couple of years. Um, but since I've... Um, joined the business we've we've maximized and grown quite a lot so we're now 15 people looking to hire more looking to really um build that team out further we've got team of developers sales team marketing team um uh, what else we've got design team uh, and then a few external kind of freelance workers as well um and that's probably going to grow by the end of the year probably i'd say we'll be a team of 20 maybe um, and then looking to grow further and further. It's um, so interesting, though, being being a small business and being so hands-on in, in the stage we're at because you get to see things that you probably wouldn't get, well, you don't get to see elsewhere. You don't get to see and sit with the founder of the business and discuss the next steps of growth and how he's going to raise an investment and how he's going to do this. Um, but where I am, obviously, I can do that. So talking for me and my career goals long term and what I want to do that that really helps I don't think at a, a big company when sort of because I work at a smaller company now like on the side um, a small event company with about 15 people and uh, like you said I, I get to sit with the founder I get to sit with like the the managers I get to sit with everyone and we're all in the same playing field and it sort of makes me think I don't think I'd want to you know, I don't think I'd want to work for a big company again, yeah. like a really big company. Yeah, you just, like, I feel like you won't have that that much impact. What's your take on that? Would you rather stay at a smaller? Yeah, company? it's um, it's funny because not going to uni was on paper the biggest early careers jobs board, but tiny in the sense yeah. of it was like ten yeah, people. Yeah. Um, so I've only really known small companies for working sense. Um, but I go a lot of my clients are huge, huge, or like e- Ernst and Young, EY, one of my clients. They're massive. And and when you had the experience I've had and you go into these bigger organisations, like you said, you do sit there and you think, I'm really glad I'm where I am. Um, and I feel content and I feel like I'm growing as an individual. And, and for anyone watching this as a young person, I'm not saying do not go and work at the big companies because you're going to get so much learning from them as well. You know, I mean, if Ernst and Young rang you up and offered you an apprenticeship, go for it. That's amazing. Yeah. At the same time, you need to make sure that you're open to to everything else um, and you're not just aiming really high and you're thinking I'm going to go and work at EY or Deloitte or BT or anyone like that actually you know the middleman and and the one man band is just as good a learning curve 
you raised a good point there as well about sort of working hand in hand with like the founders and stuff. Do you think that that maybe one day would sort of run in your own team or your own business, like just by yourself sort of thing as a, to start off with? Do you think that would be of interest yeah. to you? Or would you rather work in a in a team like you are now? Um, it's it's certainly of interest, and it's it's funny enough. I um, have like a mentor on the side, Steve Keith, um, who's in the early career space, and and I speak to him a lot. And I and I have my own kind of plans of what I want to do personally. And there, there's a lot of areas I think I could add value in terms of my own business. And it's 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 if I was to tell you like my mood board of goals, you know, it's certainly on there to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. uh, admittedly, I feel like I'm at a stage where I've still got learning to be done. Um, and, and I'm very much one of them people. And I've always been taught, you know, walk before you can run. Um, and, and yes, I feel like I'm walking quite confidently, but I want to make sure, you know, I am going into whatever I do next or or when I do want to set up my own thing that I am 100 percent or at least 99 percent thinking, right. You know, I've, I've done I've done my apprenticeship, let's say, uh, and I'm ready to really go for it. Um, which I think is so important because you see, you know, the failure rate of startups now is ridiculous. Um, and, and a lot of it does come down to, and you, you believe me, you can read, and I do read a lot. You can read so many business books and everything else, and they'll tell you the same thing. It comes down to usually poor preparation and, and poor startup. Um, and that's something I want to make sure that I'm not another statistic, should we say. Yeah, definitely. I think get the experience in whilst you can, especially for us people are sort of fortunate enough to be this young and have these opportunities around us I think if you get in as much experience as you can even at say my age 22 if I was to fail now it wouldn't be that disastrous because I've still got time to like recover recoup and get back on my feet and even start a new a new venture or go into the nine to five world like there's plenty of options at this age What's your take on that? Do you think just get out there and try what you can? Yeah, so I, I mean, in terms of m- me personally, so I start, got my first kind of part-time job when I was 16, and I worked from 16. Um, actually, I worked a bit before, like on the side for friends of friends, stuff like that. But um, I think I wouldn't be in the position I am if I didn't just keep trying things. You know, one of the best things and that I've learned is just to kind of throw yourself into things. I've done, I've been a labourer for a builder. I've worked in offices. I've worked in a school. I've worked in a pub. I've worked at a golf club, worked in a garden centre. You know, I've, I've, if you looked at my CV, should we say, you'd be like, wow, uh, <laughs> do you even know what you want to do? And at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't, but I re- I knew that I had to try loads of different things to figure that out. Um, and, and school as well, because let's face it, schools, careers, education, and that's something Springpost trying to improve is still not great. Um, so you do have to to kind of take take a bit bit of workload onto yourself and go, well, let's just go and try things. And some of the stuff you'll hate, um, but on the flip side, equally, you're going to love a lot of stuff, and that's how you're going to find what your passion is, and then hopefully what your career is. What, what talking of passions? What was your passions or passion when you were younger? Um, during your school days did you was there anything you thought you know what this is a bit yeah. of me or did you just sort of did you not pick up on it at um, stage? there's a few things so when I was from the age of sort of year seven or probably a bit earlier just leaving year six year seven through to about year nine I really wanted to join the army don't ask why I have no idea exactly why <laughs> um I just was set on that's what I want to do 
and then I learned in history and things and, and in real world what what was actually going on and I was a bit like I don't know if I agree with this and it's so on and so forth and you kind of you grow up a bit and a lot of kids think they want to do things like police or this or that and then they grow up and they're like hmm maybe not um and it was one of them maybe that's not exactly what I want to do um what I think Mm -hmm. I was I quite liked about it was um leadership elements and and activity and things like this and this then helped me grow my interest in sport so my dad's a PE teacher so I grew up watching him um, and I got a really keen interest in football so done all my coaching badges um, started coaching football doing some scouting for Biggles Wage United as well and doing some academy scouting with other clubs on the side um, and was coaching right up until 18 and thought that was it I was going to go into the football business you know I was I was probably um, on track to do that um started then oh then when and worked at the school in the PE department and after a while I think th- there was a few things I think the novelty kind of wore off but also yeah. it's an industry that unless you go to the top fast you're never going to make any money um which as a growing lad is hard um and and I then accidentally fell into the career I am now um if anyone's There'll be some people that are listening to this that might know me already and have heard my my story. I I booked a lad's holiday with some friends and then thought, ah, I can't go on that holiday because obviously at a school, when you're working at a school, you're stuck to the academic calendar, aren't you? Um, So I booked the holiday right in the middle of a term. um, And the most normal people would either cancel the holiday or they'd go and speak to someone and say, look, I've I've mucked up. What can I do? Um, but I took it upon myself to go and find another job and resign. <laughs> um, no way. Really, like, say ballsy. It, it probably wasn't. It, 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 some, it was probably quite stupid, actually. Um, <laughs> like, completely on a whim. I don't know what I was thinking. I just woke up one day and went online and was like, I'm going to go and find another job. I'm going to quit. Um, so I went online, found this website called Not Going to Uni. Started looking at apprenticeships and things because I thought, you know what, there might be. And I, I'd always had a bit of an interest in marketing and media and stuff because I'd studied media at school, um, and I'd done my work yeah. experience at Time Inc. with my brother and stuff like that. So I, I knew bits and pieces. Saw this job at not going to uni as a digital media sales exec, and then the rest is history, as they say. And one of the stupidest things you can do, and I'm not adv- advising booking lads' holidays and quitting your jobs, but. Um, <laughs> actually turned out to be one of the best things I'd done um and completely on a whim though you know didn't didn't have a clue it was going to happen and when I left school was so certain that sport and PE and football was going to be the way I was going to go do you think this is a bit of a a deep one but do you think that everything happens for a reason because there's been a few things that's happened to me and I'm like you know what that at the time seemed so like disastrous but actually, when you look back, yeah. it sort of it, it fit into the yeah, puzzle so well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's like even things I've gone through more recently where I thought that, you know, I've, believe me, I've I've made as many mistakes as the next person and, and done stupid things and all of that. And we've all done it. You know, we're all growing up at the end of the day. Um, but I do believe that your journey happens in a way to make you who you are. And I've come out the other end of certain things, no matter how stupid I may have been, no matter how... Um, how bad something was, no matter how good something was, it's you come out of it more rounded and you learn. And even if you don't take away a positive, you learn from it, though, which is a, a positive in itself. Um, 
and and yeah, 100%. everything does at the end of the day. I think, especially in your career, there are always going to be hurdles. There's always going to be a problem, but you'll come out the end of it at the end of the day. You will come out the end of it in some way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's hard to see the the end of the end of the road, as they say. But you've just got to kind of go and just run, and then see what happens in some ways. But you mentioned it like a bit earlier on about sort of when you got your job and they sort of they you didn't realise with the sales role how much you'd have to be on the phone and you, you sort of sounded a bit anxious about that, um, which is something I was going through a couple of weeks ago. I, when they when my firm told me that I I should go on the phones and basically cold call people, I, I literally said no, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it and like not stormed off, but in my head. Like I was very tempted to, you know what I mean? And I got pretty much forced to do it. And here I am two, three weeks later, and I'm absolutely loving it because it's given me so much more confidence yeah. on the phone and just yeah. as a person. So I think you're right there. Just just go for it. So I, No matter how bad it may seem, just go for it. And like you said, you will find yeah, the end of the I, road somewhere. I it think a lot a of while. it has to do with in school. Um, I don't know what, if you agree with this, but in school, like when you make a mistake, people laugh at you. You know, it, it's human nature. When you're a kid, someone does something stupid. You're like, ha ha, that's so stupid. But w- when you're in the workplace, <laughs> no one's going to laugh at you because at the end of the day, everyone's in there for the same reason, to make money or to grow the business or whatever it is. So so all they want is exactly. for you to do better. And, and I think when you're young and you go into a workplace like sales or something like that, it's so daunting. You're like, Oh, school head still on and then you realize that if you do say something wrong you get off the phone and you know the person opposite you who's been doing this 20 years will say oh i'd recommend doing this and you're like hold on it's okay mm. and no one's staring at you and, and wishing you bad everyone wants you to do well um and and it is i, I think a lot of it is when you're younger it's that um what's the word changing of perception and mind and the way you think from from school and being a child to being an adult um and, and being in the workplace and it, they're so different and and no i i i 100 school was great i really enjoyed school but school cannot prepare you for the real world of going into a going in and picking up a phone and cold calling it's i <laughs> know oh, how how do you how do you think this sort of do you think the school system can be improved? And if so, how? Because it does seem like, it, like you said, it doesn't really teach you for simple real world things. Just like you said, like cold calling or just just yeah. something that you will more than likely uh, use it's, in the it's office. hopefully something that, that's going to be changing because there's a lot of introduction of things uh, in the government that have tried to introduce to help this, sorry. Um, so there's been things like the Gatsby benchmarks and so on. Um, which are like career benchmarks that a school needs to meet. Um, but typically schools have been so driven on results and UCAS and uni and all this that um, I do think that careers education and, and uh, practical skills are lost. Um, there are got some schools in the country that do it well, um, but that's because they might have a really, really good careers leader who's who's been in the business for years. They know their stuff. Um, but I think there needs to be more transparency to young people on the real world and and real life issues you know they don't teach you about tax unless slightly in a maths lesson but even then not really they don't teach you about how to manage your money you know money is 
at the end of the day, a lot of stuff, it's the be all and end all for a lot of things. And everything within reason will relate back to money in the working world and day to day life. You know, you can't go out now without spending money in many ways. Um, so that's a big area, financial education. Um, in terms of careers, understanding different career pro, you know, people say they want to be a builder. But then if you turn around and list, oh, well, you could be a quantity surveyor or you could be this or you could be that. They're like, what's that? Uh, so there, yeah. there does need to yeah. be that transparency. That's something we're trying to do at SpringPod, but it, you know, you can't just have one person shout about it. It's got to be a collective, doesn't it, at the end of the day? Um, but that's yeah, not to exactly. say I think what you do in school as well is very good. I, I think it's good for discipline. And, you know, if you have a good school, you can, you can come out of it flourishing. But there are certain things that do also need to be improved. Well, you seem to be uh, full of knowledge on many topics. So I'd be ashamed to sort of uh, avoid the topic of marketing, as you seem to know quite a bit on that, as well as social media. So if you don't mind, yeah, 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 can you sure. tap into that a little bit? Um, is, I'll just, straight off the bat, is there any sort of advice you can give to people in terms of like marketing, just in general and the strategies? Yeah, well, ours has been um, obviously very much youth um, and we're trying to be very much social first. Social media is um, obviously top of the tree right now um, with everything. Um, Making it, making one, making your content stand out, making it unique, but making it relevant to your audience. The amount of sponsored ads I see and I sit there and look at them and I think this is in no way you've you've got an algorithm for 18 to 30 year olds. And you've just churned out some bog standard content. But actually, you need to really think what a 21-year-old and 30-year-old want completely different and what an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old want completely different. So so make it really bespoke to your audience and make it really stand out and speak to that audience. Um, and, and I think that's so, so important. The other thing we're doing more um, is actually video content. Um because at the end of the day, most kids spend a lot of their lives when they're at home on YouTube or Netflix. Um, so we're for our employers, what we're doing is a lot more video content. So a big thing that we did was classroom to boardroom, uh, which was like a apprentice chat show. Um, so it was 10 episodes, um, really high wow. quality. Um, and if anyone wants to search me on social media, LinkedIn, whatever, uh, obviously named Connor Cotton you'll be able to see all of that um, and go on SpringPod as well you can see it and and we've used that on social media and that's driven a lot of traffic and that's driven a lot of engagement um, because video content is something that young people they don't want to read a blog post <laughs> let's be brutally honest they they don't want to no. read a white paper yeah. they don't want to they don't want to do anything like that if you can give them short sharp content that speaks their language that's like what they know it's win-win um and, and, you know, I think another key thing is going to be TikTok. TikTok is going to rule social media for young people eventually. Um, at the moment, Instagram's obviously doing loads. And um, Twitter, I think, is probably a more old, is, is an older audience um, than Instagram, actually, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah. So Instagram's a slightly, slightly younger audience. Twitter's a slightly older audience, I think, now. Um, but TikTok for that younger audience, I think, is going to really, really blow um, and, and already is actually. Um, and it, it's one that I think in the early career space will be utilised more and more as well because it's more consumer goods and, and so on at the moment. But I think that's going to grow a bit more. When I first saw TikTok, uh, obviously, because it came sort of 
uh, I don't know the exact timeline, but it was a, quite a few months after Vine sort of disappeared. When I saw TikTok, I thought, I'm not even going to get involved in this. It's just going to be a, like another fad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do well for like a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then sort of die off, just because I thought it was so similar to Vine. And like, look where it is now. It's like one of the biggest platforms out there. And like you said, especially for young people, they, they can't get enough of it. Like the amount of young kids I see doing the, uh, yeah. like all the different challenges and stuff. And it, it's just like, it's, it's gone crazy. It's sort of in that young world, it's probably on par, or would you say it's above Snapchat now? For, I mean, funny enough, I, I went and deleted Snapchat the other day and downloaded TikTok. <laughs> um, one thing, oh, Snapchat wow. was just really annoying me because I never actually used I don't know what it was. I really fell out with Snapchat. I think I used it when I was in school, like all kids in school do. And then the moment you leave school, you're a bit like, don't know what this is good for. And then I spent a wide... Yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, a lot of my time on Sunday scrolling through TikTok to occupy myself um, because there's content there that actually, it, if you just want quick, feel good, funny content or whatever, it's quite good for that. Um, you know, cause at the moment Twitter can be a bit depressing. Um, sometimes Instagram can. So yeah, if you just want a, a light hearted look on things, then TikTok's great. Um, Do you think that's probably why Snapchat, died off because it, for a while it was very much just uh, almost like a private lobby in that sense like you you couldn't explore other people's accounts and just sort of scroll endlessly yeah. and discover new things which is a feature they've they've sort of added yeah i think I yeah think i think spot right. on there. i think it, it's it then became very much like driving towards being able to read newspapers via snapchat and all this kind of stuff and it just became almost yeah. a bit commercial and it I don't know, it just, when I first signed up for Snapchat, I remember, you know, it was the old school, send a picture, 10 second, three second time, whatever it was, and you could, you could um, see who people's best friends were. So, you know, when you're, a, when you're a boy and you're like, oh, look who they're yeah. speaking to and running around with your mates and you're like, you never guess what. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think Snapchat <laughs> lost that completely. Um, they, they lost that, that yeah, kids just having a laugh, having fun piece. Um which, you know, you're a commercial organisation, understand, you know, ads and ad spends and all this. You need to do that. I get that. Um, but it almost, I think it lost that narrative that they had at the start. Um, and that's a narrative TikTok have, which mm. I think TikTok are going to keep. Um, admittedly, you see a lot more influencers jumping on that now. Um, but I think in a good way, because actually the influencers are actually just making content and, and having a laugh, really, um, and jumping on the trends and things like that. But Roger, like you made a point there. Remember when, I don't know if you remember this, but Snapchat actually at one point, only for a few weeks or a month, was actually making you pay for, I think, filters or there was making you pay for certain things. Um, it was like 79 pence for a yes, certain filter uh, or yeah, 79 yeah, yeah. pence for some, something stupid. And it, I, I think that's when everyone was like, yeah. you know what, what's the point? They're just ruining it. Um, but you, you made it, you, you touched on something there about the influencers, yeah. uh, which is an interesting point as well. Uh, on TikTok, like you said, influencers seem to be dominating the platform, but in a good way. You go on there and it will be people that, especially for the young kids, not so much like probably for us, but the young kids will go on there and say, oh, that's so-and-so or that's such-and-such. And they're actually sort of building a nice community on that side, it, it seems. Um, whereas 
on Instagram, I don't know whether you've noticed it as well, but the amount of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people like yeah. products being promoted and stuff like that from like the, the Love Island lot, I think Instagram yeah. could be the next one. I mean, if anyone's interested in influencer marketing and what goes on in marketing worlds, I'd highly recommend the Go Agency have a have a vlog. Um, they do it every day on LinkedIn yeah. and, and uh, YouTube. Highly recommend it. You know, big. I think the UK's biggest, if not one of the world's biggest, um, influencer marketing agencies and social first art marketing agencies. Great insight. Um, and they're really, you know, they're, they're, they've got their hearts and their heads in the right places with it all. Um, and because influencer marketing is something that's, at the moment, it's the in thing. You see it everywhere. You see it. It's impossible to go on social media now without seeing it. So, um, if you are interested in marketing, highly recommend looking looking into it. Looking at looking at the Go vlog as well. Hundred percent. I've uh, funny enough. I've actually got Harry Hugo, one of the co-founders of it. I've got him. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. I've spoken to Harry a few times. times. So. He's a really really nice guy, actually. Yeah. And, again, so knowledge and young, he's young himself, actually. Um, and yeah, yeah, really young, yeah. And Good his story them. as well, Good in terms of um, well. when he was at the sport agency, I can't remember what they're called, and so on. It's just a, a really nice narrative um, for people and quite inspiring, too. Yeah, watch out for that one, guys. A little plug for myself there. Watch out for that. Watch out for that little chat. Come and see. Um, uh, but you mentioned there, obviously, Go Agency doing well. Uh, off the top of your head, can you think of any other companies or even yeah. people doing marketing well? Because a, a lot of marketing people will be listening to this. So if you can think of a good, yeah, example, the, um, good example. Another one to look at look is, at. Uh, I'm sure lots of people would have seen on like Facebook and things, the On The Tools videos. Um, so if you look up um, Lee Wilcox yeah, yeah. on YouTube and on LinkedIn, and if you look up uh, On The Tools or Electric House on LinkedIn, they've got a daily vlog on LinkedIn about the business um, and they've also on Lee Wilcox uh, YouTube page he's got um, their videos from when they really started started on the tools properly and growing gaining investment and things like that um, sorry my series going off in the background um, yeah so about the growth <laughs> stage um, and now they've grown that into electric house which is like the overall agency and great great story um to listen to um obviously anything steve bartlett related is great anything gary v rated i love um yeah and in terms of i'm trying to think oh seth godin as well that was what i was thinking um the seth godin podcast is amazing his blog posts are amazing um in terms of someone that just if, if he doesn't know something about marketing or doesn't know something it's probably not worth knowing um and and the way he articulates yeah. things and um gets his point across and makes things so relatable for the everyday person um is just uh, it's so clever the what he does mm. so they're they're probably in the top three go electric house slash on the tools and seth godin and then obviously your common steve bartlett gary v plug <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really interesting to watch them, and especially with Gary V as well. What with me, like I sometimes can be quite late to like the trends, but if you're watching Gary V, a hundred percent, you will see the new trends before most other Definitely. people because he'll be the one sort of implementing that. Um, like LinkedIn, Untapped. I think LinkedIn <laughs> is a, a massively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I've been using it a lot lately. 
uh, it was a, pl- a platform I didn't think I'd ever sort of use for my page. And I started using it and I was sort of blown away by the results. Like I had tens of thousands of impressions on my company page within the matter of a few days. So I think definitely if you've got a business out there, uh, definitely jump on LinkedIn and just explore. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it might work for you. It, you know, it's growing at a, a ridiculous rate. You know, there's always new stuff on LinkedIn. But it's it's great even if you just want to, if you haven't already got a profile on there as well, it's good for your own personal brand and, and keeping yourself um, in the know, should we say. You mentioned earlier, uh, I don't know whether this was just a coincidence or not, but I heard the words The Apprentice. Now, if anyone knows anything <laughs> about me, they know how much I love The Apprentice. And yeah, yeah, I love The, the Apprentice. Uh, you, are you a fan of it? A lot or, of your content, um, whether, it's, whether it's about your story of applying or whether yeah. it's um, with the candidates as well. Um, and also some of the some of your candidates, some of the candidates have been influencers for you, I see. Um, so, yeah. Really big fan yeah, um, exactly, of the yeah. show. I love, I, I, honestly, I'm I'm a bit of a what was it? Someone used the word the other day. A, a bit of like a business fan. Like I love anything to do with like business or marketing, like Dragons Den, anything like that. I I, I just absorb. Um, and like same with books. I read yeah, like business. Like same. if you look yeah. at my library of books, it's all like business related um, or something around that. Should we say? Um, so yeah, 100%. Yes, uh, yeah. did, did you? Ask yeah, I thought it was, it was interesting. The there were some candidates on there without naming names that I was very much like, hmm. <laughs> um, and, but you, you always gonna have that. Um, you know, I think, I think the people that got as far as they did were right to actually you know they were they were the right choices. Uh, Corinna, I thought, was such a strong candidate, you know, she was on something ridiculous like the team she was on the winning team like 90 percent of the time or something and she she all yeah and she was always yeah and you know you could you you got that sense of this was someone that just knew what they were doing um but that's not to say you know one person i absolutely loved was tom skinner i thought he was brilliant um i thought i thought his personality as well really shot yeah, and it, he was he was um he was so business savvy. He was such a salesman, proper salesman. Um, and, and, and he had that bit of business savvy. He had that cheeky chappy. But his heart, he had the strongest heart. Like you look at when he pulled himself into the boardroom and, and that's something you, and, and I've seen it, you know, in businesses I've worked in and, and so on is you don't get that much anymore. Um, I'd like to think I've always kept my morals in the right place with it as much as possible and, and, and wore my heart on the sleeve and, and, and seeing it in a show like that, where, you know, you put your neck on the line. That's I think such a, such an important trait. Yeah. I, I think that's an important uh, thing to, for young people to sort of remember, keep in the back of their minds, like, especially if you're getting into like the hardcore business, like the South and stuff like that, where it, initially your mind yeah. sort of automatically goes to like war for wall street style i think it's important to have that in the back of your mind that you do have to have morals like you you can have a heart and be a good salesman you can have a heart and be a good businessman like it just because you're an entrepreneur or you're you're a salesman you don't have to sort of be overly ruthless yeah i think so i think 
have a heart. Yeah, heart everyone, you know, at the end of the day, we're, have, especially, have I think when situations <laughs> like COVID-19 happen, I don't want to bang the drum of what's going on, honestly, but um, they do put people's percep- perceptions in place and their perspective on things. Um, and, and they get, hum- you know, you become a bit more humble, which I think in a way is a good thing, well, is obviously a good thing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've quite enjoyed it for that kind of personal reflection yeah. and, hopefully we're all going to come out the end of this with, with some kind of personal benefits as well. I hope so. Yeah. Like we said, hopefully it, it does sort of spark a change uh, for the better. Um, what If for young people, not necessarily young entrepreneurs, but just young people, we sort of touched on a few points. If you could wrap it all up into one bit of advice, do you think you do you do you think you'd be able uh, to do that? One bit of advice for young people. Ah, uh, um, tough one. I, I, I honestly, if you asked me, I wouldn't even know. Don't look don't back. Know. Like just go, just go, just just keep going. Like I believe me, I've just like I said, I've made hundreds of mistakes, uh, personally and on a business sense and so on. Um, and I've realized every single time you don't look back, you learn from it and you move forward. The worst thing you can do, and I've done it, is, is you look back and you dwell on it and, and you forget about what's in front of you. And then it's just a vicious circle. You know, just just go. You know, whilst you're young as well, you can afford to make mistakes. I'd like, I think, funny enough, I think it's Gary Vee that says, like, he's sick of seeing like 20 year olds come to him, like, I don't know what to do. He's like, and? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It, it, you're 20 like you've got so much of your life yeah, ahead of you it yeah. doesn't matter you know I I've been fortunate that I fell into something and really grew in it and enjoyed it and so on but it, even if I wasn't I'd still just have to keep going and, and the right thing will happen um so yeah just just don't look back and just go just make mistakes enjoy yourself and, and that's it enjoy yourself as well and, and enjoy the process and you've got to enjoy the process as much as you enjoy the success at the end of the day Uh, yeah. I think uh, on top of that I think you need to trust the process as well realise that everything that is happening uh, whether you believe it or not even if you put yourself in the mindset that it's all happening for a, a reason I think that sort of helps calm you down a little bit like the world the world's not going to fall and crumble beneath your feet like whatever happens if it seems bad yeah. there'll always be uh, yeah. a get out clause at the end or a better, a better yeah, and you can't was it that you can't have, rain, you can't have rainbow without any rain you know so you've got to you've got to just do it exactly yeah <laughs> so what, um, what about so yourself then what, what are you up to we, what are you planning to do? at the, the moment with uh, SpringPod um, obviously growth in my role so uh, my role's changing into being employer strategy focus so um a lot of growth there, growing the employer strategy arm, the employer arm. Um, so hopefully I'll be building out a team under me over the next few months and years um, to take over um, take over the employer market in the early career space um, across the SME and mid-market as well, because at the moment we're very much enterprise level. A um, lot more personal growth as well. There's a lot of things I want to do in terms of courses and, and more specific goals. Um across multiple across like personal development and business goals um and and obviously eventually longer term look at what i can do next as well in terms of whether that's starting my own thing um or whether that's actually another potential scale up journey who knows um you know i'm 
I'm obviously always thinking long term, um, but at the minute I'm also thinking, right, I want to really own what I'm doing now and, and grow that to something I can be really proud of and say that I've done this. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be an exciting next nine months to the end of um, end of 2020. And then I think the next few years should be really, really important in, in my personal career, shall we say. Definitely. I think one thing I can picture you doing just listening to you talk now is like really sort of going deep on like the personal branding and the videos and but sort of sharing all the knowledge because you've you've given us a lot of yeah. sort of little gems, if I can word it that way, like uh, specific gems that will help the people listening sort of after they finish listening to this podcast, go and actually implement what you said so i feel like yeah people so i mean something i have toyed with like the that. idea like of something um, maybe do. was a bit of a kind of early careers vlog idea um so following um stuff that i do day to day um and, and like a bit more hands-on like this is what i do this is how i do it um client meetings things like that because i think that might be really interesting a way mm. to bring to life because it's all fair and well giving people the theory, should we say. But I think seeing insight from inside a business and what yeah. you do day to day really brings it all together. Um, almost a bit like the way Gary's done the weekly Vs and the daily Vs, stuff like that. I think that content really, really works because you get the, the gems, as you called them, and you also get the, wow, this is real life. This is what goes on. Um so, so that's something I've been toying with the idea of, of, and again, it's on my personal goals of something I want to do within the next nine months. Um, but I just want to make sure I plan it perfectly, should we say? Um, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, making sure you you yeah. get it right um, without sort of stalling too much, I guess. But there's definitely a gap in the market, I guess, for the the practicalities of life in general as well as business it's definitely something I've yeah yeah, doing, so yeah so who does it let's have or who does it you know and there's always <laughs> and, uh, again i think there's always um yeah, scope exactly. to collaborate as much as possible and i think that's another thing that people don't think is like collaborate with as many people as you can um talk to as many people as you can ask for help from as many people as you can don't see people i think sometimes see everyone as a competitor but actually sometimes you need to realize where you can come together to do something um Exactly, that's accountability buddies even as well. Like if you, if you're not directly working on something that, like directly, if you're just sort of having someone like I said there, like let's yeah motivation, like, let's yeah motivation. Sure sometimes you need that. Uh, you need uh, someone who's yeah, exactly, who's yeah. pushing you to do better and and vice versa. Yeah. Exactly. No worries. Right. Final question. Uh, I think I've t taken enough of your knowledge. <laughs> uh, so final question. It's a bit of a, another deep one, uh, but we love to go deep here on the Phone and Any podcast. Oh, I got asked this by a before Christmas. Um, oh, it's, it's <laughs> so... What do I want my legacy? I mean, I've always... You know, we all have the dream of like, I say being famous, being being really well known for doing that thing. Um, what I'd yeah. really, you know, one thing that I'd really like to be known for is is maybe really, really 
throwing a curveball and really changing changing the early careers industry like tenfold. <laughs> you know, I'd love to do something that in the long term is going to completely, uh, you know, change the scope of this industry because I do think there is things that can be done. Um, I'm not going to reveal all my big secrets, obviously. Um, and in terms of, of long term, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd like to be known as, as someone that really put uh, put, put others first and really, you know, wore his heart on his sleeve, which is something I do rightly or wrongly all the time. Um, and I'd like people to think, to, to see that in, in how I work and what I do um, uh, and, and be, just be honest and yeah, just, just be the person that, yeah, he wore his heart on his sleeve and he'd done it his way. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I've done it my way and, and whatever that, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, you seem to be full of knowledge. You sort of know what you want and you sort Thank of, you. You, you got an idea of how to get there. Um, I have all the faith in you. I'm sure yeah, definitely. you will, will get there and hopefully we'll sort of progress together. It'll be good. Yeah. To, it'll be good. It'll be good to sort of keep in yeah, touch with sure. each other and watch that progress. Um, and like you said, just collaborate more. I'll be more than happy to sort of do stuff with you, have you on again. And yeah. like you said, in nine months time, see if you achieve your goals, see if I achieve mine. Uh, yeah definitely but in nine definitely. months time hopefully we'll see some progress because you, you seem to be you seem to be smashing yeah. at the moment so where yeah can so people uh, obviously of, linkedin uh, we've banged on about, about that so uh, linkedin that is just typing connor cotton um and you'll see you'll see my my yeah. face pop and you'll see like early careers in in the in the little bio um so yeah feel free to add me on there on twitter i'm at underscore connor cotton um and on Instagram, I need to double check it quickly. I am, I think, Connor underscore Connor. Um, so, yeah, in LinkedIn, they're my main three. Um, feel free to also, if anyone wants to, you know, drop me a DM or chat about anything, always happy to, happy to speak. Um, so, yeah, and on my profiles as well, I've got that link tree. So if you click on that, you'll be able to see all, all any further links. Nice. Well, it's thank been a you. pleasure. Uh, like I said, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for the knowledge. It's been very useful. <laughs> no, that's all right. My pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy working <laughs> from home for the next, like, however many years. Brilliant. Thank you, uh, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Take uh, care. Best of luck in your journey. If only they knew, the hub for young business minds.